episode 68. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How's it going, Dave? We just got done with snow. I believe you're getting the snow right now. Yeah, we uh, got the snow overnight. So we're, you know, we're recording on Tuesday the 16th, and uh, I think you got it like on the 14th and 15th, and we got it on the 14th, 15th and... 15th, 16th. Yeah, yeah so... And I was working overnights, and it took me an hour to get home last night. And I got stuck twice in my subdivision, and my son couldn't even go to work today. So. <laughs> I, I, I've been off the last two days, and I'm so glad, but I'm not looking forward to whatever tomorrow brings as all this stuff starts to melt. Like I yeah, kind of just want to not go into work for the next couple days. It's warmer here and in your, in Chicago and in Detroit than it is in Texas. Yeah, Texas <laughs> is having, having a little rough time dealing with this uh, weather, but... Man, it's just been kind of crazy. Uh, I felt kind of bad, though. Like, the last uh, two days, I've just been looking out my window, seeing these cars trying to get out of their parking <laughs> spots, and just being like, damn, that's a shame. It's like, oh, uh, you don't want to quarantine? Here, we're going to make you stay inside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and people are still like, I really need to get out. And just, yeah, okay, but I hope okay. wherever, if you're being affected by the weather, if you lost power, if, if you're listening to this, like, a little later, um, I hope that everybody is safe and, you know, nothing severely no severe damage happened to anything or nothing got lost. I've heard of lots and lots of people without power. People are snowed in and having issues with, you know, like heaters, just the stuff that you're hearing about, like the random stuff. I was like, I didn't know that snow could clog my dryer vent. Like, just check all that stuff, please. And, you know, be safe and make sure that you're taking care of uh, yourself and your family first. But uh, with that, uh, we are Digital Days Gaming. We are a weekly podcast that uploads every Thursday uh, to podcast services of your choice. Uh, we also stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash digitaldaysgaming, Tuesdays at about 5 o'clock Eastern Time, 5.30 Eastern Time, um, with po- uh, past broadcasts being available, as well as the show going to YouTube uh, when Michael remembers, which is usually yep. like at like 1 in the morning on some random day. But it's usually like a, like a day before the new episodes <laughs> yeah, going live on the podcast feeds. So go to the podcast feeds for yes, up-to-date yeah. content. Uh, and, you know, uh, a good friend of mine that I went to high school with, he's been doing some stuff, and he kind of has this – I said it last week, and I didn't really say it, but or I didn't really credit him for it, and other people have said it, obviously, but I just heard him say it. Uh, so tell a friend to tell a friend about Digital Days Gaming, uh, and then hopefully they can help spread the word and let some people check out the show. Um, but uh, – Yep, just any any way that you can help us grow by like, exposing us to more people and uh, leaving us a review, uh, stars and words, um, as many stars as you feel we deserve and as many words as you want to type. I think it's supposed to be like more than four helps the algorithm. I think I read last week. So, I mean, Something you could, like that. You could literally write, good show, I like, and it's fine. Um, but uh, if you haven't reviewed us, please do so. And please, if you could, just take the time to sign in to an app. You know, whether it's Podcast Addict or iTunes, and then just sign out, leave the re- sign in, leave the review and sign out and go back to doing what you're doing. I know that not everybody likes all their information out there and I and I get it, but uh, it's a way to help us grow is by spreading the word. And more reviews we have, the more we show up on certain search feeds on upload days. And that always helps. So, uh, But with that, uh, there is a bunch of other links in the show notes that you can check out. YouTube's, Twitch, like I mentioned, um, Facebook groups, Discord, Patreon, all that stuff is in the show notes. So please check that out. And uh, we're going to jump right into the news. And um, I haven't had a, this this reveal was today. I haven't had a chance to watch it. I saw the trailer for it, and I don't like how the guy looks. Uh, yeah, I, Hawkeye could be better, but uh, so seems the Avengers, to be the theme for Avengers. We don't like how they look. Yeah, <laughs> like their their character design is 
different. Uh, it's definitely their own style. I yeah. just don't know if I, I agree with like all the style choices. Uh, but they did their... I think they've been doing weekly war tables, or they're starting to do weekly war tables. Uh, and that is when they put out a video talking about the future of the game, and they announced the Operation Hawkeye future Imperfect pack will be going out March 18th, and that will be the same day that the PS5 and Xbox X slash X uh, uh, Avengers comes out. So we'll have... A bunch of stuff day one. Uh, with the next gen, you're going to get improved frame rate, uh, better detail, uh, higher resolution, faster loading time. I believe they put out an image that said significantly faster load times. Well, I, I saw that image. Uh, Palmer put it in our Discord today, and I was looking at it. And it's there's two columns. There's the PS5. So I guess this is I, this is what you've been talking about before about versions of the game with PlayStation having a hard time with this. Mm-hmm. So I guess you can play it the PS4 version on the PS5, obviously, which is what you've been doing if you're playing it on the PS5. Um, and now there's a next gen upgrade, and I guess this means that if you put the because you can't play PS5 games off the hard off the external hard drive. So I guess if you're going to play it off the external hard drive, these are the benefits that you get. And if you put it right on the hard drive, like you get the new upgrades. Is that? And I'm. It makes it sound like they're, you're downloading a new game, a PS5 version. Right, but I guess my point game. is, if you already have a PS5, why wouldn't you download the PS5 version of the game? Hard drive space, I guess, would be the thing. So okay. your point of just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you only will play the PS4, you'll get some of the benefits, not all the benefits, because uh, it sounds like they're patching in some stuff into the last-gen right. uh, Avengers. Uh, yeah, because so it looks I think like that's what that just is. A, the PS4 version has cross-gen matchmaking, the cross-gen save file importing, the um, faster loading times, and then improved frame rate versus PS4. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff that you get. So this is the the PS4 version on PS5 so, uh, via backwards compatibility, and then the native next gen version is will be you know 60 frames checkerboard 4K in performance mode, and then in the and it'll be native 4K if you put it in the 4K mode, and it's got uh, screen space reflections, con- uh, contact aware sharpening. Um, higher resolution, translucency, a bunch of really fancy words that make me yeah. it's going to be shinier and prettier. Yeah. Yeah. And then dual sense controller support, uh, I guess that'll yeah. come into, you know, the bow and arrow stuff we hear about so much, uh, <laughs> with PS five stuff. So you'll, you'll definitely get that with Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. Uh, I stopped playing the game probably like three hours in just cause I was just like, I might as well just wait That's until right the now, next gen. Uh, so I will probably end up restarting it. I don't know if I have to necessarily. The gameplay is simple enough that I could probably just jump in and mm-hmm. uh, not forget too much. But I'm I'm looking forward to this because I this I like the single player campaign. At least the first couple hours I played, I was like I I, I like this. The games as a service stuff is bad or mm-hmm. not bad. It's just not working. No, it's bad. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's just not it's not developed. It's not fleshed. Um, yeah. You know. They put the effort into having like 10 different currencies in that game, but they didn't put anything worthwhile to spend those currencies. Uh, but at least this will get me to like finish the single player campaign. And the Hawkeye stuff looks interesting. Like it looks like they're doing fun things mm-hmm. uh, with the characters and some story stuff. Uh, this deals with like the the old man Hawkeye comic storyline, which is a pretty cool one. Uh, I wish they, they would have 
Disney would have had the X-Men already by the time this game developed because that would probably be Old Man Logan stuff, which is like, a, like I think, a better comic uh-huh. run. Uh, but this could be interesting. This at least shows that they're willing to have fun and go out there with the DLC. So like when they do other characters, as long as Square Enix wants to support this, uh, they could do some fun stuff and bring some interest in. We still haven't heard about Spider-Man and what that's going to be uh, when that eventually comes out. I was hoping... We would hear something about Spider-Man when the like PS5. Yeah, uh, there's going to be an interesting out. challenge that they have there with the, with introducing seasonal content, um, which whether you like it or don't like it, it's happening. Um, but the addition of the seasonal content means typically seasons are three months, so 90 days. But how are they going to balance putting Spider-Man in there and then in you know in addition to but and and then the other player base not feeling neglected they're going to feel neglected regardless because they're not getting something that's exclusive to a platform but in terms of you can't like they have to like be careful like they can't dedicate an entire season to spider-man because that means that you're throwing a season away on the other platforms yeah um so it has to be like another layer on top of it, and then you you also run into the risk of giving your player base too much to do, which Des- as an example, Destiny and Division have done, where they're like, okay, well, we got to fix this problem, so we're just going to throw this and this and this and this and this and this and this, and then the players are like, whoa, like <laughs> stop, <laughs> like, and that could be a challenge with implementing Spider-Man into the world. Yeah, it definitely can be. I almost feel like Spider-Man would have to be a situation where you almost kind of end the game. Like when they're finally done with Avengers, maybe then you throw Spider-Man on there at the end. So then the other Mm -hmm. platform doesn't have to worry about it because you don't want to double up on seasons, you know, on PlayStation. And you don't want to delay seasons either of like, okay, so they're in Spider-Man season and Xbox is going to be in Black Panther season. But don't worry, next season will be, you know, they can't do that. Yeah. Especially... That will require Square Enix to, you know, really put a ton of effort into supporting the game to to handle that. And I don't know. It sucks too, because com- it, it probably almost means that we're never going to see any kind of cross play in this game. If it has, if it if it sustains itself and has any kind of legs, like you're not going to like. I don't think you'll see a cross play functionality in this game without the spider-man content maybe it's only a year like i i I doubt it but like maybe it's it's a timed thing and they haven't told us yet but just the the way that these games are going with the cross play aspect to them of and that's probably going to be the only way that this game could survive is by turning cross play on to merge all the communities together um or they're going to they've got a you know like obviously they did their their war table thing today they've they've done a huge push for the season one maybe they'll go season one season two start showing the players what what you can do and and what the the gameplay loop is going to be and then use spider-man as a catalyst to help sell more copies of the game yeah that 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 would be would you they, they would have to do something like that just to to make it make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I guess we'll see. Like I, I they've been really silent about Spider Man. They're they're gonna have to talk about it eventually, uh, and we'll have to see how they want to play that out. Uh, so uh, let's move on to the the next story. Uh, it's pretty light news week uh, <laughs> right now. Um, we don't so, typically we don't typically do this, but I think it's gonna start a conversation that I started on Facebook anyway. So yeah, uh, so. Uh, Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart, it has its release date June 11th, which is the month I was kind of saying, like, it's going to be their summer game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, June good, 11th. Good call on your part. Yeah, June yeah, has always been a good Sony exclusive month. 
Yeah, it seems like that is now probably just what you can just mark of just like there'll be an April game, there'll be a June game, and then it'll be like a holiday game. Yeah. Uh, so this is the this is the first big you know like domino to fall uh, for for Sony. Um, I know you can probably say Returnal is like another one, but like I I don't have really well, high I, expectations I, or low expectations yeah, for that game. But I think Returnal's delay impacted the release date of Ratchet. Um, Potentially, because yeah. if if Returnal would have came out in March like it was supposed to, maybe we would have got Ratchet at the end of April yeah. or early, you know, early May. But I think that, and it, I also feel like it's tightening the window for everything else. And something is, and and I, I still feel something is. I, I've said it since they said it, or since they announced it. But with this date, something is being pushed out of 2021 already. They just haven't said it yet. Yeah, especially like uh, you have Death Loop in May. You have Returnal is in April, right? Yeah, it's like. April 30th I April think, 30th yeah. yeah so April 30th you have Returnal you have Deathloop in May and then you have June Ratchet. you're gonna have Ratchet like that's I don't, three I, I don't, for, for the record I don't think Ratchet's coming out June 11th so you you feel like there'll be a delay I have a little faith in Insomniac that they'll be able to hit this uh but I can totally see this slipping like a month or two if anything yeah, kind of like put the over, the I put the over under on Facebook August 1st like, yeah, I, I I could see that just because you know we saw Last of Us get shifted weeks here, weeks there, months there, but that was them trying to figure out like, are they gonna be able to ship games because of you know COVID? So right, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, no, no, no. Like that's fine. I just don't think that I I, I feel like Sony has <sighs> the last couple. Last of Us. I don't think Ghost got it. Maybe Ghost got it, but like Last of Us was delayed, and um, you know, obviously Returnal has been delayed, but like Last of Us was, was delayed like two weeks after an event. Like where they had people out and they had like the dates printed on posters and everything and then it got delayed. So and I, I just with everything going on right now, I, I just don't have any faith in release dates at the moment. I think they're doing it because they have to do it because mm-hmm. like I also said, like this is a really, really big launch window. Yeah, it, it's Nintendo kind of set the the standard for like crazy ass launch windows. But it's uh, six months, like almost six months to the day. Nintendo does a year like no no so, i mean I, I i'm not i mean i'm not disputing it uh i mean i'm just saying that it's it's based on what they said it, it's it's a big launch window i'm excited for the game i want it to come out i've always said that i you know I'm, I'm you know whether it's xbox or playstation like i want things that i can only play on my new toys and like this is you know this is the first thing that's like like looking at me like hey like i love ratchet games they're they're fun to play and like i'm i'm very very much looking forward to playing this game i just don't think i'll be playing it in june uh, how long because i i my 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 ratchet history is like every two ratchet games I'll play. How long yeah. are these games typically like 10, uh, 15 yeah. hours? Yeah. Like, yeah, the, the eight to 16, depending on what's going on in the game and how much you want to like go back and collect stuff and find stuff and get all the bolts and look in all the corners. I don't, it never, it never really gave off the vibe of like having like secret corridors and stuff. It just had a lot of like brick, break brick breaking and, and yeah. the replayabilities there and having fun with the, with the guns. Um, and then there was always been some like score chases and some time chases that you could do, um, like whether it was like on the grinding. But it's been a long time. I mean, I played the the remake. Um, I don't remember if I beat it or not. I'd actually have to check my trophies and see. But um, they're they're fun games to to play. It's another one of those games where like I I find it like fascinating with the people of the world or like they look at Mario and they go, oh that's a kids game, and then they play Ratchet and it's like, um, okay, it's the same that's thing. Fun. <laughs> yeah yeah a little edgier humor in the yeah. games but not but not much uh 
Yeah, so like that's how I'm kind of basing it. Like the retro games, you know, as far as I know, aren't have never been really too long. So it's very possible Insomniac could pull this off and have yeah. like a full. Now, I, I, I noticed. Want it to, I mean, just for the record, I want it to come out in June. I just don't believe release dates right now. Like, yeah, it, it's hard to. <laughs> it's hard to trust release dates right now, and uh, the publishers and developers know that too. So I think that's why we didn't hear about anything specific earlier than this, and. At least they're planting their flag a little far out, you know, mm-hmm. like a, a good three months, four months out, uh, as opposed to just being like, oh, we'll be out in a month and then having to delay it because they overshot. Uh, so uh, this was good. Uh, I do notice in a lot of the wording that I found uh, from Insomniac, they keep saying this is the full game adventure uh, just because I think people are worried that like they've had too much on their plate, you know, with Miles recently coming out uh, that they have to emphasize like this is a full Ratchet and Clank game. Um, but the, again, and them not being super long games makes it very yeah. feasible for Insomniac to be able to pull this off. Well, and I feel like this is, you know, from a development standpoint, like this wasn't like Insomniac figuring out how to make Spider-Man swing. Like they already know how Ratchet works. Like there wasn't yeah. anything new that they were doing. They're telling a different story and they're doing obviously the, the dimensional changes, which can, which have, we've been told it can only be done on the, on the PlayStation five. But at its core, the the foundation for Ratchet and Clank is already there. There's Ratchet, there's Clank, there's guns, there's bolts, and there's cool there's cool looking environments. Like those are those are there. That's what you're gonna expect from the game, um, and you're gonna get a little bit of witty dialogue and cool storytelling. Um, and then it's just a matter of can they tell a new, unique, engaging story that keeps you wanting to go. Can the cause can the gameplay sustain you enough to where the story is cool enough to you that you want to play through it? That's what that's that's games. Like Yeah. So I mean I'm I'm not trying to like over oversimplify or anything like that, but if a game t- is telling an amazing story, a lot of times you can chug through it and be like, "All right, I got it. I beat it." If the game is, has amazing gameplay with a so-so story, you're like, "Hey, it's a lot of fun to play." You know, but if a game can get that balance of like, "This is fun to play and I want to know what's going on. I want to get to the next cutscene. I want to get to the next chapter," which Sony has been phenomenal at doing, then this will be fine. Do you think there's extra pressure on this game? as like the next showcase for next gen consoles no because i i i just uh, the bridge between ps uh, ps4 ps5 and xbox one xbox series is so small like i like i i don't mean to demean it when i say it but it's like okay like you're using the faster loading screen hardware to do something you couldn't do before. Like that's so far, that's yeah. the only thing that you're doing differently. Like just like, you know, with medium they did, you know, they, you essentially were controlling two people in two different areas of the world at the same time on the same screen. Like, and that's, it's an interesting concept and it's a cool thing to do, but it's, I don't feel like it's like super innovative, but I will see. I hope it is. Um, and, and then it'll be a matter of like, can you do that on demand or does it happen? Does the game control when it happens? Cause there's a lot of stuff that happens in ratchet previously. That is what I would refer to as on rails. Yeah. And just seeing that uh, initial gameplay trailer we saw of this game, that was very yeah. much an on rail yeah. Uh, scenario yeah i'm still waiting for like that big ps5 game like i uh, same thing on xbox because like the medium was had its cool moments but you can tell you know mm-hmm. it wasn't a big budget game uh in a lot of instances so yeah, i'm like i, I mean i, I hate Ratchet. to say it but it sounds like it might be halo as an open world like what what is halo infinite able to do and it's still going to be handcuffed because it's coming out on xbox one um yeah. you know so like it's just a matter of 
Ratchet Ratchet's fine again for the you know like Ratchet and Clank is great. It's a it's a marquee franchise for Sony, and it'll it'll sell well off the shelf. Um, and it it will always sell well because it's Ratchet and Clank, and because it's Insomniac, and because it's going to be a good game. But is it is it pushing the hardware of PlayStation Five right now? The the rifting sounds like it will be, but it'll it'll just depend on if everything else is. Yeah, and, and how they can integrate that into the gameplay to keep it fun. If this yeah, ends up being I, a level that you can explore and find stuff and, and, and traverse and, and go off on different paths and, and double back, like that'll be great. But if it's like all the other Ratchet games where it's like, all right, that's as far left as I can go. That's as far right as I can go. Okay, let's go forward. Let's fight more enemies. Let's blow some more stuff up. Let's get some more bolts and then let's fight a boss. And, you know, like those like and that, and at its core, like I said, the foundation is is, is fine. But that doesn't like to me. It doesn't feel like it might be pushing the the PS5 to its to its max, which potentially I think as gamers we want to see happen. We were, and then we want to see them push it to the max that they can, and then figure out, you know, in two years, like, oh, okay, well, we can do a little bit of different compression, and now we can do this, um, you know, because versus what we saw, you know, at the time, you know, like as I'll use like Killzone you know, Mercenary, uh, not Mercenary, Shadowfall as, as an example of like that thing was pushing the PS4 at launch. And then near the end of PS4's launch cycle, we got like a Last of Us game, which, you know, like you even mentioned, like that was pushing the hardware where, where you thought your system would start to hover. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like... Well, and then uh, that's what I'm wondering. Like, when is when are we going to get the, our first game? And I have a feeling it's going to be God of War. Uh, yeah. just because like horizon is going to be good but horizon is going to have the the anchor of it has to be on ps4 as well so I, I guess god of war will probably be the thing that we will be the game where like this is super next gen uh mm-hmm. ratchet and clink might end up just being like a tease of mm-hmm. like what's possible uh and waiting for god of war yeah. to show and they us. might be able to do some super cool stuff like all the stuff that we've heard about with like the the developers talking about like when epic did that deep dive into ps5's hardware and talking about using corridors and and having you walk through areas or people or people talking to you while you're like going through something to kind of distract you from what you're doing um because the game wouldn't be able to render what was happening and like and hopefully this means like kind of bigger more longer you know open areas like more battle more, more battle stuff more things on the screen more stuff going on just you know just like you know ratchet games have always been known for like pure chaos when you're like you're fighting a bunch of stuff like so i would love to see that ratcheted up to like a 10 yeah Bad puns, uh, we'll, 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 so. yeah, no, we'll end that story on the pun <laughs> um all right uh the, this last bit uh sorry me and dave probably won't be the best to talk about this uh but a a motion is being put out uh in like parliament uh specifically to stop scalping um so it's like a uk anti-scalping bill that's gaining support like 32 people in parliament have signed on to this and it seems like this could be the first like big step into actually protecting consumers and giving people a a fair shot we've been seeing a lot of the stuff especially after sony kind of in their financial call talked about like there's a a shortage of semiconductors because everyone's hoarding the the supply right Mm now uh we're seeing it's getting harder and harder to find at least in other countries it seems to be harder and harder to find uh ps5s and xbox series x and it's partly due with scalpers uh 
game a uk retailer uh, recently came out and said that they're doing more and they like were able to stop like thousands of scalpers uh from purchasing from them uh there was a big story uh in japan that they they were having an issues uh and they have added put in measures and safeguards on their end uh to prevent ps5s from going to resellers uh the the U.S. doesn't really have anything, at least I'm aware of, of like to protect consumers. It's just based on like if the retail companies want to do that or not. And some are, some aren't. Uh, but this could help out people in the U.K. trying to I, find. I, I don't. I don't think this matters. I don't think this matters at all. Like the the scalpers will just figure out another way. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, this if anything is will just be uh, like a slowdown, a speed yeah. bump for them, because uh, they're they're they'll always find a way. Uh, but it seems like, like it is definitely ultimately like yeah, the retailers don't care. Like sorry guys, like the retailers don't care until the stores they, open up. Not <laughs> like, even then, then they'll care. Like I think they'll kill them. No, no, not really. Because so you're telling me that in your experience of working there, uh, working multiple places in retail, same similar with mine. If somebody walks in, if we get ten PS5s in. And somebody walks in the store and puts, I don't even like, ten types five, like I don't even like, whatever twenty grand on the table or in cash. You're not gonna let them buy ten PS fives. No, your your, uh, your, your, any, your store was not gonna let them buy it. No, any smart retail store would not. It's a let guaranteed one sale, though. No, like I just say, like for a uh, hot product, they can sell that and some to other people. The only time the the stores that I had managers that were willing to do that is if they got that person to buy accessories and make it worthwhile because they can sell the 10 consoles to that one person or whatever. But the whole point of a retail store is to get people to buy other shit. So like Mm -hmm. unless they're getting that one person who wants to drop 20 grand on like 10 consoles or whatever, uh, they're they're gonna need them to be like okay you better sign up for the credit card you better you know do you know you better buy accessories you better buy the insurance on these consoles which a reseller is not going to do the companies make their money not from selling the system they make their money from selling bullshit insurance and yeah you know, no yeah 100 percent. so, so but there's no I, way a, a retail you know, store is gonna do that if they're if they're smart yeah like, I, for I mean, a I hot just, product yeah I, I i just don't i mean i think that any you know in their in their right mind like it when the stores open again like fully open again like they're gonna every, all these companies are just gonna want as many sales as they can get like they're gonna want people to feel comfortable coming in the store and they're gonna come in the store and ask if they have it and i think that's kind of one of the things now of like w- what you're seeing because i even feel like something like this it would be the what u.s is what i feel like you the most of the stores in the u.s are doing is already i feel like is already slowing down scalpers anyways to where you can't buy it and ship it to you because that's where it's happening is that they're buying yeah. you know 10 15 20 of them five of them from every store and they're shipping them to their house and then they're 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 almost selling them before they have them and then as soon like then they just slap a different label on them and send them out but with now you have to purchase it online and do it for for a in-store pickup i have not seen or heard of anybody post or in 2021 having a console shipped to their house i guess amazon would be you know amazon gets them in but i meant if you're gonna buy it from target if you're gonna buy it from best buy if you're gonna buy it from walmart um you have to go get it yeah yeah they're doing store pickup and that's gonna be the foreseeable future until stores open right which i which are automatically slows down scalpers anyways because it stops them from getting like i have you know challenges of getting uh, one 
you know, like, so I don't really know how somebody's getting like 20 of them. Like, yeah, I know you can get a bot, you know, but I, at the same time, like you said, in that scenario, cause like they're not able to, as, as a curbside pickup, they're not able to try to push the insurance on you. They're not able to push an accessory on you when you're in the store. Oh, like no, you're not, they they're, still they're try. Not, yeah, well, <laughs> they, they, they didn't try. for me. Um, then, you know, like you're, you're you, so you're, you're already getting those, those hurdles are already gone, but they, what, what a retailer can do is if for some godforsaken reason, you get 10 of them in and a curbside pickup shows up for 10, you can fill one, you can control yeah. that aspect of it. And then those other nine go back up for pick, um, you know, at the, at the store, you know, it, so there is a little bit of control there of like, why did Michael, this Michael guy order seven of them? Like, how did yeah. he order seven of them? All right, well, we're stopping that. Like, Yeah, yeah, and then so. you go in the system, cancel it out, and turns into a big fight. Uh, I would just be curious to see how exactly, like, a law could come into place and actually... That's kind of what it. I was saying, too, is, like, how are you going to tell Target how many they can sell to one person? Yeah, it would be a, a weird thing to do, which is why I think retailers are going to have to be the ones that actually control well, this which is also why it's only gaining I, I hate to say it like this but this is why it's gaining ground not in the united states yeah yeah uh because you, you can get away with that and uh <laughs> the u.s you can't get shit done so like there's no way that would be even feasible uh in the in the u.s uh but i guess it's something to, to follow especially it seems like it's harder to find uh consoles outside of the united states especially like i don't know last week it seemed like every day multiple retailers were posting xboxes and playstations they were still mm -hmm. going real fast but you had at least multiple shots a week so uh, somebody somebody brought this up in in one of the i don't remember it was on twitter or on facebook but I, i'll kind of tie these two stories together do you think ratchet and clank's release date tentatively for june has anything to do with console supply constraints um no like, I, I don't could they bring the game out in april but they they don't feel like that it will sell as well because by June they might have another I don't even know like another three million consoles available. I don't think Ratchet is that big of an IP that they would be worried about an install base because I feel like Ratchet's just kind of like an evergreen sort of franchise to where it could sell mm -hmm. any time of the year and Sony will be happy. Yeah, and also it, it'll this game will have legs in three years. Like this is this ends up being one of the games that's bundled with the new PS4 or PS5. Yeah. yeah pro or something like that in, in 2023 it'll be greatest hits by the yeah, holidays yeah. yep yep uh, so no, I, think, I agree i was just more wondering do you do you think that there's like the sony brass sitting at the table like oh it's ready to go let's go and like somebody's going whoa 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 like no 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 like there's we don't have enough systems available to to get our real bang for the buck you know because we've always talked about attach rate and if a game achieves like a three percent attach rate it's considered like phenomenal yeah um, what well, so, so i would say for for like ratchet I wouldn't be surprised if it's not like, oh, we're not going to sell enough Ratchet and Clank games. We mm -hmm. have to wait till we have more consoles. I could see it being like, hey, we're going to have another wave of consoles in June. We need to make Agreed. sure we have okay. a game ready. Yeah, yeah. For That's what, okay, cool. Yeah, I was just wondering. So, yeah. like, I because like and then like we talked about earlier, like the launch window is really broad, and are they broadening the launch window because their launch isn't going? The launch is going fine, but obviously it could be, it would be going better if we weren't in this predicament that we're in. 
Um, all right. Uh, the the last news story I have uh, made me so damn happy. I had a rough day at work uh, last week, uh, and then these announcements came out. Um, so the Last of Us HBO series, which back in November uh, was ordered to series, uh, they cast their Joe and Joel and Ellie. Uh, so we have Bella Ramsey as Ellie. Uh, Bella Ramsey is in Game of Thrones and uh, His Dark Materials. Uh, pretty good actress. She stole a ton of scenes in Game of Thrones, uh, so it's a, it's a good pick. Um, I was a little worried, though, because uh, I had immediately had to look up the characters or the actress's age uh, just to be like, how old? Because I was really hoping they would like have the ages line up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's uh, 17, uh, so not too old, not too young. A lot of the actresses that people were picking were like 24, 25-year-old yeah. actresses, which I, I just you can get away with. I, I think that. you can get away with five years either way, I feel like. You know, four yeah. or five years, you can usually get away with it. But, yeah, to your point, if, if you're 24, like, can you really can you really make yourself 10 years younger? Because, like, we, we believe, yeah. like, Ellie's anywhere from, what, like 12 to 16 in both versions yeah. of the game? Yeah. And she, she looks relatively young, so because she's 17 uh but like but (laughs) also like i guess it's one of those things where you can't um have like a 12 year old doing the horrible violent shit (laughs) you know like that ellie's gonna have to do i think you'd be surprised for the most part if you really started digging into actresses that play child act like that play teenagers how old they really are oh yeah and it drives (laughs) me crazy when a movie is just like yeah this 30 year old person's totally a high schooler and that stuff drives me crazy that part again Uh, that part is bad but i mean i think an 18 to 20 year old uh female actor you know or 18 to 20 year old actress playing a 15 14 to 16 year old happens a lot more than we realize oh Oh, for sure (laughs) uh and then we also see you know when they try and have someone really old uh be a high schooler aka the cast riverdale um so uh, and then Joel, which I, I was super happy with his uh, his casting is uh, Pedro Pascal. Uh, so uh, Game of Thrones again, uh, which makes sense. HBO likes to reuse its actors as much as possible. Uh, and The Mandalorian is his his big role. And then he was also in Wonder Woman 1984, uh, and he was actually the yeah, best which part. Fascinated uh, me. I was because you know that my name recognition doesn't go well together with actors and actresses, and I was like. Okay, cool. The Mandalorian guy. She's like, yeah, my wife's like, yeah, and he played the villain in eighty five in eighty four, and I'm like, the blonde guy. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, he's he's like, a huh. And then we find out that he wasn't even in the Mandalorian suit most of the time during season one. <laughs> yeah, that was like, like a big thing where he was just like, because there was no reason for him because he was just right. like, I'm a voice actor at that point. And he, right. Like, I guess, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, this guy's pretty impressive. And she's like, yeah, that's not him. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's his voice. <laughs> um, and then uh, like, like, he's a really good actor. I was really uh-huh. happy with this. Um, he kind of looks the part a little bit, but I, I think people get too caught up in like, Oh, the actor doesn't look like the character from the video game. And it's like, it's, it's kind of oh, acting. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, like people freak out though. Like people are like, Oh, cause people wanted another game of Thrones actor for yeah. Joel. And even though that, <laughs> that actor actually is a better Tommy than he is a Joel. Uh, yeah. so, People get too caught up in that. Like, it was just funny seeing the reaction of the internet overreact. Uh, but Pedro Pascal is a fucking phenomenal actor, yeah. so he's going to be great as Joel. It, it it goes both ways. Like somebody could take a book and like the, as they describe the main protagonist in the book, and they're like, oh, you know, a six foot two, stocky, brown haired guy, and then all of a sudden they decide to make a movie and they cast him as you know like a blonde haired, like five foot seven person. I'm like this is bullcrap. And I'm like, yeah, you have an image of what this person looks like in your head because of how you. Pro- 
you your reading comprehension works. There's no way that that image is ever going to portray onto a visual thing. Like, yes, we have Joel looking a certain way, but unless you go and get Troy Baker and then, you know, put a bunch of makeup, even so, like, yeah. Nathan Drake is Nolan North, but you, you can see the features on it, but they're not the same person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was super happy with this casting. I immediately, like, wanted a fantasy book, like, the rest yeah. of the cast, because uh, you know, season one has so many... Or uh, the first game, and we don't even know if this is like going to really cover all the events of the first right. game, or if they're going to drag that out. They'll probably drag that out. I don't think you introduced Abby in season two. I think you need to introduce Abby in like season three or four, so uh, people th- get I really attached to, to the characters. See, I would love to see like a world, like a world building of like seeing Ellie in Boston before she's before like as as she's figuring out that she's immune. Yeah, um, like that that whole thing could and, be and then that stuff with Joel and Tess, like the, the prior stuff before like Joel got assigned, you know, Ellie. Like that part is like fascinating to me. Yeah, like I'm hoping we get like a long HBO run of like five, six seasons uh for this. because uh, there's so much to explore and they could honestly spend multiple seasons just in the first game, uh, just mm-hmm. building out that world and then making it to like the town in the second game and see how they establish there. there there's so much they can do with this. And I'm glad they got some good actors for it. Um, Pedro Pascal getting cast immediately made me feel like comfortable with mm-hmm. like the show's longevity potential. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't cast someone like Pedro Pascal, who's like one of the, the more in-demand actors right now, you don't mm-hmm. cast him in the show without telling him, like, don't worry, like, the show isn't going to go away. Uh, right. Or the show isn't... Because they still have to shoot a pilot. Um, so, like, they're not going to waste his time on a pilot that's just going to get canceled and never get turned into a full series. If they so, thought that... If they were worried about that, they would cast anybody to shoot the pilot to see if it works and then try to make the upgrade like try to make an upgrade like which tends to happen with a lot of like i've noticed it with a lot of like comedy sitcoms where you'll watch like episode one and like the like a husband and wife dynamic happens and then like the you you realize like the next episode's like that's you know a different a different (laughs) mother-in-law like yeah yeah. you know and it's just like well it's because it, it worked but you know like the other person wasn't feeling it you know, so I'm sure, like you said, like these scripts are, you know, are written and the concept and the and the and the curve is being shown, and and he's he's on board, and like you said, hopefully he's on board for you know long term. Yeah. Uh, so uh, super excited for this. Um, they the only thing that worries me is like they they got a director for the first episode, uh, and he has like really no prior experience uh, in directing, and that would be the only thing that would scare me. Uh, but I'm assuming he just has HBO. to do what Druckmann tells him to do. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that, that's what immediately what I thought is like the the Chernobyl uh, creator uh, for that show. You know, him and Druckmann are the two head writers, the two executive producers. I'm assuming that means that they're both just going to be on set, making sure like this. Well, and that's let's, 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 be, let's be real. Like I, I, I would feel like that the jobs would be very similar, and we were worried about this with Druckmann, but um, you know. I don't know enough about television show filming or anything like that, but I would le- be led to believe that they're going to film one or two seasons, probably over a two month span, you know, maybe. 
maybe longer. Yeah. I don't know how long that you know like, how long how long that takes. I've seen, and you know that Druckmann would be involved. You know his his ability to direct we've seen it on youtube videos of like playstations released and other people have released of his ability to to motivate troy baker to do something in a certain way and to tell him kind of what he's going for and what he's going after will portray well into a television or movie so yeah i i would be surprised if not if there's at least one episode like i i there would have to be at least one episode directed by Druckmann. I have a feeling they would let him at least do like one episode uh, mm-hmm. of like, this probably going to be 10 episodes. HBO usually does like 10 episodes a season. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Druckmann like direct something. Uh, but that's all I had for the news. Uh, I will add this uh, to uh, my uncharted movie watch. Uh, so next time <laughs> there's an update, uh, we'll, we'll add the last of us. Cause there's, they got a lot of people that they need to cast. We need to know who Tommy is. We need to know who Tess is. Well, and do we need to, like, here's the thing is like, depending on where they, you know, where they go in the world, like, do we need to know who Tommy is yet? Like, could, could Tommy be like season three or four? You know, like there's, there's plenty of, of things that they can, they can do, um, or they can spend time of, I, I don't know how you, I don't know if, if it's going to be a Joel and Ellie story arc, I don't know how you tell it without, you know, telling it at the, you know, starting it in Boston, because I think there would be a lot of stuff that would be left out. Um, but I could de- definitely see the arc like starting with the first season of the season finale is Joel and Ellie being introduced to each other, you know, of them building building the world first. And if they do that, then there are some people that they could, necess- there are some prime characters that they could not worry about in the first season just to see how it does. I already know the the first episode's going to be Tommy telling Joe, like, hey, I got a job for you. You got to smuggle this. And he won't tell him what he's smuggling. And then he gets mm-hmm. introduced to Ellie and then credits. And then it's the cliffhanger <laughs> for episode one. Yeah. yeah but uh, we'll add this to Uncharted Watch. Um, over under Uncharted releasing before <laughs> ap- uh, The Last of Us episode one. Oh, man. Uh, what oh, do you got? I, I mean, oh, uh, which one? Which one releasing first? Uncharted yeah, which releasing one before? Uncharted yeah. will come out before. Okay. So Uncharted is what? March of next year? Yeah. Because isn't technically at like 90% done? It's finished. Yeah. They're just doing yeah. post-production. Yeah. So, but they uh, but TV even, shows like, are faster. So they could they could pump this TV show out this summer. Uh, and I don't think they're going to have... No, 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 like in production this summer and then release it this winter or HBO usually needs a winter show, a spring show. That's how they, they go. So either The Last of Us is this winter or next spring. Yeah, I think I, I, I guess I don't know. Like, I guess my main question, regardless of the date, is would be like, how do you get a great Game of Thrones fan interested in Last of Us? Or how do you get know. somebody that doesn't? How do you get somebody that doesn't play video games to to watch the show? Like, well, like that, from, that, an, from an advertisement standpoint, like Walking Dead was based on a book that a, like a ton of people had read, right? Yeah. Like last, you know, like I it's think a video that game that you, sold well, but but not as well as a book. No, no, no. Especially though, Walking Dead was an indie comic, so. Okay. It sold like crazy after the show's success, but it yeah, also had I, big I names attached like, to it. 
yeah, I guess I wasn't really like paying any attention back then. But like, did the first season it was Walking Dead like a slow burn? Is this something that you're going to hear about? Um, you know, after episode four, five, or six, of people going, "Hey, this is really good," so and then you're going to start hearing. The Walking Dead had the the benefit of being on a network that had Breaking Bad and Mad Men running, so people were okay. already tuned in for those shows and seeing right. advertisements for the walking dead right and that okay it, that, that's that's a hundred percent a great point what does hbo have right now that's the problem that's what i was getting yeah. to hbo yeah. doesn't have anything right now other than the fact that hbo max exists so maybe if they just start blasting like when yeah. you know when tom and jerry fo- hits football season <laughs> i guess the best way to do it is football season yeah. To uh, like his wait, wait for this to come out after the football season or, you know, that, you know, because that's the number one thing that people watch and watch live. Yeah. When uh, the Mortal Kombat movie and the Godzilla movie come out in HBO Max, they throw a teaser trailer for The Last of Us. Maybe that'll be enough uh, to get people interested because HBO as by itself does not have a like marquee show right now. They yeah. have good shows, but they don't have yeah, yeah, yeah. what they had with game of Thrones. So I think they so would like have how, to rely. I guess, I guess you might know better than I would because I, I haven't seen any of it. Like how, when, and again, game of Thrones world renowned bestselling novel as well. Right. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. How like 20 years old by then. Right. But how did they, um, how did they get, when they when they said Game of Thrones episode one, like how did it? Do we know how that did right off the bat? It did was really that, well. Was like that it, coming? I guess I, I again I don't really know. Was that coming off of the end of Sopranos, or or was there a bigger gap? Uh, I think there was a gap, but it wasn't epic of a gap. Maybe like six okay. months. So we already like I guess my question teasers. is: Were they advertising Game of Thrones like during Sopranos? No, no, no. It would have been the tail end of that. So maybe, but they had like Boardwalk okay. Empire. They had a lot of like prestige television okay. shows at that time but again they had at least shows people were watching every week leading up to game of thrones so you would get mm-hmm. like the teasers and stuff like that and tv was also super different than to yeah, now yeah, uh, yeah the I, old- I, i'm not i'm not disputing how well it is or isn't going to do but again like i just don't know like like we're going to watch it casual. because we played the video games yeah we're going to watch it because we played the video games if i go home and if i'm at work and i go oh, like what do you i'm going home to watch last of us tonight oh what is it well if I would explain it to somebody, it'd be like, well, it's a, it's a TV show based on a video game. And they'd be like, I'm out. Yeah, well, so uh, Vasper Warrior in the chat brings up a good point. Uh, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, is getting a lot of, like, press right now. It's on HBO Max. The Last of Us will be on HBO Max. You mm-hmm. throw a little bit teaser. Because HBO Max, you put on anything, they give you a trailer for something that you have to skip. But it's, it, it's Justice League. <laughs> like People are really passionate about justice league even though i i I'm question that i i do not like Zack snyder movies but i'm gonna hate watch justice league <laughs> like i will sit right. through that okay. four hour That's thing fine. are you are, if you you go on your you go in the break room at work and you sit down and say to the co-worker sitting across the table from you did you see the last of us trailer last week for the show like what are the, what are the chances that they even know what it is there's a good chance, uh, but my work's a little different. Uh, okay. The question is, what are the odds at your work? Uh, will someone be like, hey, did you see? And the I last think they're slim to none. OK, yeah. My work, there's a high chance uh, there, there will be someone <laughs> that would be like, did you see The Last of Us thing? I don't even have people at work that watch the football games. So, like, <laughs> yeah, you're screwed then. Yeah. Uh, 
No, I, I mean, I, again, like I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Like I'm, I'm down for it. Like, but again, I think that the like using like Mandalorian is a little bit of an example. Like the platform was there for Star Wars. Um, no, I'm not under, underestimating how many people play games. And understand about this. I'm talking about the ability of you to be able to put something on a screen and you know like a brand new movie a new concept of a movie comes out you've got you know you've got a media push behind it you've got you know like uh, you know the, these these actresses and actors going on late night television shows like i don't have any i i guess i don't have any knowledge it's like are are we gonna see you know uh pedro go on jimmy fallon to talk about the show no, like i don't know that- those answers yet most likely yes because hbo hbo again Mm -hmm. hbo needs a prestige show and the last of us is probably going to be their next shot at getting like a show everyone's talking about so like mandalorian did well because it was star wars that turned into a really cool compelling story but i bet you if you ask the people that are watching it who plays the mandalorian they don't know but also pedro pascal is a huge star uh, mm-hmm. so he'll definitely bring his fans yes, into this yes, that have never 100%. seen this before. And those people aren't necessarily, those are Game of Thrones fans. Those are Narcos Netflix fans. Uh, so he's definitely going to bring in his audience, uh, into that. Yeah, so this I, I just know like potential. me, me, per- me personally, what I've been calling, I, I, what I call on purpose television is like when I'm watching television now, like it's, I'm watching things on purpose. Like I'm clicking on into a specific app to go to a specific show and to watch it. It's the days of just like clicking through and seeing what's on and running across something I don't do anymore. Nor do I think that, you know, even based on the Super Bowl ratings, like it doesn't seem like that's happening either. And I thought these Super Bowl ratings would be through the roof because everybody should have been at home. Um, But I, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't see it. Like, it, you know, is this is this going to be something that's going to be on HBO Max at eight o'clock every Sunday night? Or am I going to, yes. you know, like and it, 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 it will. Yeah. But is you know, is it going to be compelling enough that I want to watch it live? I very I watch very few things live. And so I'm just worried that it, and it, it could be a slow burn. It could be something by episode four or five or six where you hear about it. Like it's it, it, as an example, it took Arrow on the CW almost an entire season to catch more wind. Yeah. You know, to for people to realize, like, hey, they're you know, like because of the the complexion of you know DC shows are trash, and then it's like, okay, well, this is actually pretty good, and that spun into a whole bunch of other stuff to where maybe they're oversaturating the market now. I, I hope it does well, um, and I understand how many people played the video games, but if you really you know dig down into you know maybe how many people bought Last of Us one and two, that you know that would be new to the franchise like you're talking like 15 million people and how many of those people are going to take the time to watch a television show how many of them are going to know it even it even is a television show like that's all i'm saying yeah i i think what will really help last of us as a show is when they get the marketing machine going and the first time in a trailer you see a clicker i feel like that is because last of us is gonna have the problem where mm-hmm. people are tired of zombie shows because walking dead has 15 different spinoffs and people are kind of getting fatigued i think as soon as they have a trailer that shows a clicker that might be enough to get people to be like oh another zombie oh but that that's a different type of zombie you know something mm-hmm. like that is maybe enough there's like a, enough personality and style that the show could have based on the, the video games that that might be enough to get people in the door that 
they're going to have the install base of the video gamers. So it's going to be yep. in, up to the video gamers to then spread the word. Uh, and, yeah. and all really I'm saying is that typically it. over the last you know hundred years or however long, you know, like you've had a book, a comic book turned into a show and, you know, and then and, and growing from there and, and you, you built a huge audience of years of the book. And then you'd always hear about the, you know, you know, like a, a good example or bad example. Look how long it took for Ready Player One as a book to catch wind. And then it became a movie. It took the book Wait, a while, though. How long did it take the book? The book was out for maybe like two, three years. Right. No, I, I would have to look. Ready Player One came out. Um, Dare we look up Ready Player right. One, that trash ass book and movie right now. Ready Player One. Oh, God. Ready Player One. Ready Player One book. It's probably going to be a picture of a stupid DeLorean. 2011. So not okay. that long. Of but the movie didn't come out until like 2018. That's not that that crazy for, for a difference. Um, the Last of Us 1 came out in what, 2012, 2013. So mm-hmm. same time, <laughs> time difference between 1 and 2. And then uh, I feel like a lot of people know about The Last of Us 2 just because of all the controversy to where like people were talking about it. So there, there's definitely going to be like an install base it's just going to be a matter of it will that install base grow uh and it'll grow through if pedro pascal and bella ramsey have chemistry that gets people talking about like is it an awards type show uh then more and more people will talk and it'll grow yeah i I guess Uh, from my standpoint of like what i'm this would be and I, i mean hbo has the ability to take the risks because they have the the finances to do it but like the the goal for HBO when they do something like this is to add new subscribers, and I I just, I just don't see, and we'll see. I I hope I'm wrong. I just don't see Last of Us carrying enough weight to add new subscribers. There you go. PlayStation. So Xbox game uh with their their Game Pass Ultimate has done things where like they add like a trial subscription to their thing. PlayStation Plus adds a trial subscription mm-hmm. <laughs> for HBO Max. And that explore yeah, no, area like on the PS5, you know, yeah, that's like great. that—that okay. that would be and, a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Like, um, what was it? Uh, what show was that that you can only watch on Plus that failed? Uh, Power, yeah, because yeah. goddamn, yeah. <laughs> but again, that's a you know that was a power a new like this is it, it, it's bad, but that was a new thing that they were trying to do, and it was a bad show. You know, this is not a new thing they're trying to do, but it's it's going to be new to a lot of people. Yeah, and, and it's it's. I think that's when the acting is going to have to be the anchor of that show mm-hmm. and get people talking. Because uh, I would already... say that they they need. I, I would have to look up Game of Thrones numbers, but HBO has a an expectation of Sunday night and viewing, right? So Game of Thrones kind of blew that out of the water uh okay. in terms of because hbo is like the the most watched television show in history um you know no so like surprisingly like hbo for a while are just happy with two to three million people watching it day one uh which okay. is then, super then feasible I, I okay they'll get that with last of us yeah yes. and it's just game of thrones blew it up to where like 15 million people were watching but then like the shows they had after game of thrones went immediately back down to like two to three million Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so HBO is a good right, home yeah, for this. Then because maybe, you know, maybe me, me looking at Game of Thrones as an example is a bad example because, like, that was you know a, a, a marquee, a, a marquee book that turned into 
a great show for yeah had, had the show had a good run um and it wasn't but, until season probably two or three that the ratings then became astronomical that's like kind of, that's, that's kind of my point are we going to get to that point with last of us though to where it'll make it to season two or three if the ratings aren't good enough i don't think so i i think because hbo has like low expectations for their numbers though now they're owned by at&t so we have no idea like <laughs> if that's going to change i think hbo is in dire need of like a hit so I think they're willing to take the bumps on The Last of Us as long as it meets like that threshold of like a couple million people yeah. are watching. And again, like uh, The Witcher show did really, really well. Yeah. Um, but again, that's, you know, the book. Netflix. Also Netflix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, All right. That's it for the news. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what we're playing and watching. So um, I can I can hear everybody's eyes rolling right now as we go. So here we go. I'm ready for whatever hate you want to give me. So I fell hardcore into Destiny this week. So I have said so. Uh, news uh, season of the Chosen started, and I went into it with tempered expectations. Um, Beyond Light was solid. Uh, season of the Hunt was terrible. Um, going back a year, Shadowkeep was solid. Season of Undying was terrible. Season of the of uh, season of dawn was better uh it, you know they've kind of had this up and down with seasons uh season of the chosen is is very 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 good for me right now because the game has really good re rewards in it the 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 new weapons they added the new perks they added to the weapons it's only been a week um, the new systems that they've put in place to to, to make it feel like they're rewarding your time have really vibed with me very well this this last week um just to give you a little bit of perspective and i think some of this has to do with the new systems that they put in place for the seasonal challenges um, um awarding uh xp um but it took me almost until like the week before last season ended to get to level 100 on my you know battle pass or whatever you want to call it um and i was playing a little bit today after i woke up from working overnights um I'm already at level 41, um, and it's been eight, today's the eighth day, um, and partially because they added a couple of things from D, they added a couple of things from Destiny One back into it, um, a couple of the Earth strikes, um, and they're fun, and and shooting like I've always said, shooting something in the head, shooting an alien in the head always feels great. Now you're giving me new things to do that with that that have new powerful perks um, that make it even more fun. It's it's solid right now. Is that going to have the staying power for two months in the next two months? I I, I don't know. Um, this you know this reset they already added an exotic quest to it. It's still early in the season, um, but the they've they said a couple weeks ago that they were you know even like at the beginning of Beyond Light's launch that they had started to invest into the into what they were calling the rewards team, and it and it feels like maybe we're seeing the rewards team already have an impact this quickly of. There's cool stuff to chase. That stuff can have a massively diverse perk pool to it to where you're like, okay, that one's not bad, but there could be a better one. And that's where your loop comes from is like, okay, that's cool, but I want something better. And there's ways to get it. Um, and and we'll, have to, we'll have to see. But in terms of like the story loop that they're telling, that, that seems to be there really good. The seasonal challenges that they give you over the entire season. Um, it looks like, you know, like, a, like you're getting 10 things a week 
that they want they want you to accomplish accomplishing those things helps to upgrade the stuff that the the seasonal currency that you're earning in the game and also gives you a, a tremendous amount of xp which which levels you up through your battle pass and it gives you um, a lot of bright dust which allows you to buy some of the cosmetic stuff in the game like the the give and take and the balance is really really good and i've been having i had probably the most fun that i've had in destiny in a in probably months this last week of where i was like all right I've got things to do. I've got friends that are playing. And I've got cool things to chase. That's um, good though. Like like the every so you actually had people to play with because I know for a while you had maybe like one or two people that were playing again. Is like uh, there's not a huge in, there's back? not a huge influx of people yet so far, and I think it's some of it's going to be like well, and I you know like the seasonal stuff isn't for them, and and I think those players have just moved on, and like and that's <laughs> totally fine if they you know like there's other there's and I'm an aspect of it i've been able to play a lot more games because i'm not spending as much time playing destiny um i spent you know a lot of time playing destiny this last week and it might be one of those things where going through the season where i'm like all right i'm just gonna do a couple of my challenges and then i'm gonna stop because there's not a whole lot of you know stuff to um there's not a whole lot of stuff to do um but the the clan roster seems to be pretty full uh, my friends list of people that aren't in the clan seems to be you know a couple pages um and then, you know, as people are, a lot of people like to kind of level up themselves. And then as once they kind of get to the, to the soft cap, the, that's when they start kind of like focusing on some of the harder stuff. And then when you focus on the harder stuff, that's when you need other people to play with. But, uh, it's the, the, you know, like it's my friends list is, is lighting up and, and people are grouping up and playing. So, um, and then I've also been playing, I don't think I talked about it last week, but I've been playing, um, Link's Awakening on the switch, mm-hmm. um, which is like a, I think it's like a Game Boy remake. Um, uh, that's, you know, seems to be pretty fun. It's a, it's a very classic Zelda game of like, okay, here's a dungeon. Here's a thing you, you get a, there's some interesting puzzles, dynamics to it, but it's been fun to, it definitely, I get the handheld vibe from it. So, uh, it's one of those, like the dungeons aren't as, as deep as some of the other dungeons are, but it's been a nice, like, you know, kind of like breakaway. Uh, I'm really tempted to, with the, the new Mario Bowser Fury game, cause it looks like it has four player co-op. And I think that might be like a blast with like Owen and, and Angela, um, yeah. that looks really, really interesting. So if anybody has that Mario 3D world plus Bowser Fury, let me know what they're thinking about it. It seems to be, um, reviewing. Okay. Um, it's a, it's a Wii U game that they added new content to it. So, and it's, it's a, it looks like it's a typical Mario game, but it actually has like four player co-op, which is what's really kind of like looking interesting to me. Um, watching, um, so I watched. There's a show with Queen Latifah, The Equalizer, on CBS. Um, yeah, that seems decent so far. It's it's in that crime drama niche that my wife and I like. So like that's fine. Um, then we've still been watching. We've been watching a couple uh, small bit comedies. Uh, Call Your Mother. Um, again, I'm 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 bad with actors and actresses' names. So Call Your. It's on Hulu. And then um, Call Me Cat, which has the girl from breaking bad and blossom um Miam Balik. yeah she and that that the that show's okay um part of the what interested us is like at least interested my wife on it was it was the actress and then it takes place in kentucky where we live for a little while and it, there's definitely some funny aspects to it if she owns a a cat cafe shop her name is cat or Catherine, and she owns a cat cafe shop but the show also just does a really good job of breaking the fourth wall of like where she's like in the middle of a dialogue with somebody where she starts talking to you, mm-hmm. talking to the audience. And it's, it's definitely got some, you know, 
some some funny bits to it. It's again, it's one of those things. It's like it's twenty minutes to watch in one or two episodes, you know. So it's those. That's kind of like for the most part the TV watching that we've been doing. Um, still working on on the living room. Uh, new furniture's coming next week, and then so just a, and then my monitor finally came in. So <laughs> my BenQ monitor, so I can start um, messing with my office. I didn't really want to mess with it too much and then have to mess with it again with the office, but the monitor came in. So like if you guys are watching on Twitch, a lot of the stuff you see, well, there's, I'm going to rearrange some things and try to make some stuff a little bit better. Um, better for me, like a space that I want to, to be in. And, and, and I'm trying, I'm going to try to build a dedicated area to do some, some more uh, video work, some more unboxing stuff like a, like, cause like this, my desk is, is, is big, but it's also very um, not conducive to like opening up boxes of stuff and, and to do an unboxing for headphones or for games or to do different like live commentary reviews of stuff. So just some other things that I'm working on or that we're working on to try to grow some stuff. So, uh, so for me, uh, still working on Uncharted Lost Legacy. I'm in chapter nine. I believe that's second to last or the last chapter. I think, uh, loving that that's going to probably end up being in my top three of like the Uncharted franchise. Uh, the, I don't know. I, I, it feels good to be playing an Uncharted game again, <laughs> you know, uh, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny, though, like. They improved the shooting so much from like Uncharted 4 to like The Last of Us that like some of the shooting does feel kind of off to where I played all nine chapters. Uh, stealth, like just hand to hand combat stealth, <laughs> uh, just because I didn't want to interact with the shooting, which I didn't. I, I liked this. Sh- I thought I liked the shooting in the Uncharted games, but it wasn't until after playing The Last of Us uh, Part Two that I was like, oh, the shooting there's yeah, the shoot. They improved the shooting. Uh, so I've been playing it mostly in stealth or hand to hand combat. Only time I really had to pick up a gun is because there's a scene where you have to like use a rocket launcher against a helicopter. And that's like the first time like I shot a weapon uh, in the game. Uh, so uh playing that gonna finish that probably as soon as we're done recording um work's been pretty dead so there's been a lot of mario party uh with my coworkers. um <laughs> so just like anytime we have like mario party's perfect for you know like hey we have five minutes let's just do one turn do the mini game and then we'll come back to this in an hour and then do the next turn so we've been basically like having multiple days where we just have Mario Party, put it all the way up to 20 turns, and then we'll finish that game over the course of our, like, 10-hour workday, um, which has been nice to do that. I haven't won a Mario Party from my work yet, because uh, that game is bullshit, uh, but it is <laughs> fun uh, to play. The game, that, man, that game is just, like, it's just pure luck at a certain point uh, with that. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's dice rolls luck, and everything. Also, it, yeah, I would say it also has, I feel like it, it also always has that classic, like, mario rubber banding to it like go-kart that like um oh yeah especially at the end oh god yeah when when you get to the end of a round you're like oh i won this and then uh, like toad gives away like three stars to someone and then they end up winning it's just like son of a bitch uh so a lot of like shouting and uh cursing at work with mario party and then doing my favorite thing is oh shit a manager's coming at casual so we're just basically like (laughs) We, we act like NPCs in a video game when the manager comes around as we pretend that we're doing work uh, so we don't get like sent home because there's nothing to do. So like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I really needed to take this computer apart or do some stupid shit. Uh, so that's been fun uh, doing a lot of Mario Party. Hopefully none of my managers actually pay attention to this podcast. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, 
because work's been dead, um, I forgot I had like a Xbox uh, One controller stashed at work. Um, and I just ended up playing Xbox Game Pass like games just on at work on my phone. Uh, just kind of dabbling, just to kind of stress out and test the streaming capability of that stuff. So I've been playing it's, games it's that not, like it's not bad. It's so, not bad. It's not Stadia yeah. good, but it's not bad. It, it's mm-hmm. I, I would put it above PlayStation now, but below Stadia in terms of latency. I can't uh, play. Sh- like I can't play shooters. I, I've determined that I can't play shooters. I, I some was other stuff you can mess around with. Yeah, I was playing games specifically just to test it out. So like I was now, are playing. You on, are you on your works Wi-Fi or are you on your own? Like, are you I'm on, on works uh, Wi-Fi? I, I okay. refuse to like try data. Um, so I was playing uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite uh, just because fighting games uh, <laughs> hated it. Couldn't do it. Like there was yeah. just enough input lag that was like this is like yeah. unplayable. But I wanted to test it out. Um, also, that game sucks. Uh, which I didn't like realize uh, when I saw the roster for that game. I'm just like, this isn't this game was never done. And I saw the DLC characters. I'm just like, did they just stop here? Because like Marvel versus Capcom three had a ton of characters, had cool stages. And then I, I was playing this for like 20, 30 minutes. I was like, oh, yeah, no wonder they just like. Brush this away and like it kind of pretended it didn't exist. Um, then I was playing uh, West of Dead. Uh, which is a game that I played a couple months ago. I reviewed it a couple months ago. Um, it's a roguelike uh, shooter, uh, but it's like uh, top-down perspective. Uh, works pretty well, uh, just because it is a slow-moving sort of game. I did have some issues lining up some shots here and there because uh, of just random bullshit, you know, like streaming video issue. Uh, but that worked pretty well. And then I was playing Hyperdot. Hyperdot is a game that all you do, you're just controlling the dot and you're basically just having to avoid obstacles. It's a very simple game. But I again, I wanted to test mm-hmm. uh, the latency. And it's a game where stuff's flying at you and you're trying to move the dot with the analog stick and avoid things last second. Uh, and it worked pretty well for mm-hmm. that. But there was a couple times where I, I failed because... it's Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's still technically... Enough. It's in beta still, like so. It's still yeah. a beta, and it's getting ready to come to iOS. So, like when it comes to iOS, they they figure that out. Um, like I'm sure you'll you'll get a, another large influx of people later playing on it, which will give them a lot more data to, to see what they can do. Um, I've actually been pretty impressed with it over 5G. Um, I have an unlimited data plan on my phone, so. Um, with but, the right uh, game, it works really well. Yeah, uh, the fighting. I've heard games like though. Torchlight plays really well on it. Which would make sense. Which would yeah. make sense. Yeah. So I mean, there's definitely there, there's there's definitely like a library of games that that are there that you could you know mess with and 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 to see um, you know what's you know what or is or what is or isn't going. But it's it's an interesting concept. Like I've been you know I I took because uh, I took like my Razer Kishi to work the other day just to see how it was going to work and it seemed like it was going okay. So it's just you know finding the right game to play on the phone because it is a small screen compared to what I'm used to. So. Yeah, I, I it was making me consider getting a tablet or something, uh, which I believe you ended up doing eventually. I haven't uh, yet, but oh, okay, I yeah, I have I have other things that can that it can play on, but you know, like the, there still is a an interesting you know like uh, once like they Minecraft get... Minecraft Dungeons I think would be very 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 much fun on the on the phone. So. 
once once they get the like the you mentioned the browser thing is in, it being worked on on iOS where you're just be able to access it from a browser like you would Stadia. Once they get that rolling, I'm going to be super into it because then it opens up all the different screens uh, that I can play like that it, on. Like as we at work, Alt Tab. Yeah, no, just Alt Tab. <laughs> just have my like I have like this ugly Minecraft controller at work, and it's only it only lives at work. Like I forgot I had it there. Uh, so, uh, I was just using that, uh, while I'm playing just random games, uh, on it. Uh, that's it for playing, uh, watching. Uh, I know we don't, we won't want to talk spoilers, but WandaVision continues oh, to yeah, be I've like so. must-see TV for me. Like, it's, I'm excited yeah, every Friday to watch it. Get it's angry. definitely it's give it's giving me some crazy like even watching some of the heavy heavy spoiler stuff. This isn't a spoiler, so you can be okay. It's giving me a a, a bunch a bunch of uh, X Men vibes too. Yeah, there, there's so many because they're they're hinting at so many different characters that they could introduce. Mm-hmm. It's just, it gets your mind racing. Uh, it's definitely like the musty show that I've been needing for a while. I get frustrated that I can't binge it, but I'm happy at the same time because it gives you more time to think about stuff yeah because because i would burn through it in one night you know we're talking about 30 minute episodes like it's still gonna be super fascinating though i could totally see myself once all the episodes are out like sitting down on a saturday evening and just watching them all back to back to back oh you know i'm totally gonna do that especially you'll have four hours i think it'll be like four hours total right because yeah because here's the deal if you haven't watched it yet and again not a spoiler you do not have to watch the credits and the credits are like eight minutes yeah, <laughs> like, uh, it's crazy. Like it's it's one of those things where like, especially binge watching it after it's done is going to be so good because you'll get all the extra hints and Easter eggs they've been dropping, yeah. uh, and then you'll know what they mean. Like it, I just it's, hope they release a version of it without the credits and just let it let it just run. No, because they haven't done it with Mandalorian, so I think that's just uh, how their shows run uh, now, which is just frustrating. Um, <laughs> So and then between that, I've just been watching Sarah play Final Fantasy Thirteen. Uh, she moved on from Red Dead, so she's playing that. Uh, I wanted to test out a backwards compatible game, and that's one of her favorite games. Uh, you know, with a disc, um, it took forever. I don't like so usually uh, downloading from the Xbox Store is super quick for me, just like it is with the PlayStation Store. For some reason, because how backwards compatibility works, you put the disc in and then it downloads the game from the store and your disc is just a license to authenticate. It took it's, fucking it was probably forever. On like, it was probably like on nine different servers or somebody at work's like, damn it, somebody put this in an Xbox. Yo, yeah, <laughs> like, someone put this 360 <laughs> game in and it took fucking forever to get 30 gigs. Well, like, why been it? <laughs> picture that person from Microsoft like working at home and like his computer goes bing and he's like, and it doesn't make that noise until somebody puts some like ten plus year old game in the system, and he's like, getting up off the couch, like, God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just picture like an old man in like a security uniform, just slowly walking over and unlocking like, something. Y- your your pager goes off, like what the? <laughs> like, I huh. I, I was bummed out though. I was going through the backwards compatibility list, and uh-huh. like there's 600 backwards compatible 360 and original Xbox games. The three games that I want to play aren't on that list, so it doesn't oh, matter if I can like. And 600 is a lot, and you would think that. But what happens if you put a 360 disc that's not backwards compatible in so a series? I think it. I I don't know because I would have to buy these discs. But as far as I know, it has to download the backwards compatible game from the store. So it has to. So it just do that. It, this would be like one of those games that just isn't backwards compatible, then, right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. um, but the annoying thing is one of those games is Condemned Two. 
but condemned, condemned one, one works. <laughs> yes, condemned one works. It's backwards compatible. It's the same developers. I, I we're well, not same developer, but I believe it's the same publisher. Uh, it doesn't work. It's like it what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Somebody, it won't download from the disc. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's just it's super annoying. Like, I like Condemned Two is one of the three games that I want to play. That's that's uh, weird though. So like, what's in two that they couldn't do it? Or is there just or, not enough player base? Or is there not enough demand? Or was there not was there a licensing deal? Or is it like on the list to be done? And it's yeah, done I, there's got to be I, maybe because the developers changed or something. Uh, <laughs> but I, I read somewhere that they're looking to maybe open up the backwards compatibility program again. So I'm hoping they do that uh, and get a couple more games in there because there's some really cool games that like aren't compatible, especially like. I don't ever want to turn my PS3 on again, even though last week I did that thing where I downloaded all the things. So I'm basically looking at PS3 games that I want to play again, but I want to do it through the Xbox. So Series all those 600 X. games that you listed, like for me, you know, being an Xbox noob that I am on my Series yeah. S, it being digital only, like they're available on the store for me to buy. Yes. Yeah. Do they cost like forty dollars? Uh, no. So typically, uh, most of them that I've seen could be anywhere from like ten dollars to forty dollars. Uh, it depends on the publisher, but there okay. usually is enough 360 games that are on sale every week. Okay. Different ones that you can you can do that. Okay. Uh, so it actually isn't too bad. Um, the disc is just there to authenticate, basically. Uh, and which then is, how many times do you have to authenticate every time? Uh, yeah, if you want to load up the game, you just have to have the okay. disc in. Um, okay. So it, it's, it's not too bad. Um, so I'm just hoping they open that up and, like, add some more games to it. Uh, so, oh, and then, uh, the last thing I'll put, uh, uh, mention is I watched, uh, Willy's Wonderland, which is the new Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, okay. it's basically Nicolas Cage has to survive, uh, in a haunted, um, like Chuck E. Cheese. So it's basically <laughs> a Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff. Um, uh, but it's so fucking weird and funny I absolutely loved it. It's not a good movie. Like, I wouldn't say, like, oh, this is a good movie. It's a fun movie. Uh, it, it's just bizarre. It's just... Oh. It's a Nicolas so Cage you, movie. Now you said movie, I forgot. So we had... Um, we've been struggling for Owen to be able to actually sit and watch an entire movie. Because mm-hmm. um, he's five. <laughs> um, so we did a, we tried to mix it up a little bit and give him you know something that we would want to watch that he might be interested in has some cartoons to it he was able to, to he sat and watched space jam from beginning to end mm-hmm. so we we uh we rented space jam on amazon prime and watched that so sorry <laughs> i forgot <laughs> yeah uh, are you excited for space jam too no no yeah me neither me neither <laughs> uh I'll yeah so watch it just to see you know yeah but... yeah it's going to be on hbo max so you're, you're, you're <laughs> uh yeah, so uh, recommend Willy's Wonderland. I think it's like a $20 rental. I don't know if it's worth a $20 rental. Uh, maybe when it comes down in price for a rental, it'd definitely be worth it. Uh, if you just want to see a weird Nicolas Cage movie where Nicolas Cage is just fighting animatronics, it's it's really good uh, for that. Uh, but that that's it for me uh, for playing and watching. All right. Uh, we're going to jump into our questions real quick and wrap the show up. So uh, you can send us questions on the Facebook group, Twitter, discord anything using uh hashtag ask digital days and we can search that and get our attention uh so chris writes uh listening to the podcast discussion about e3 had me thinking jeff Keeley should attempt his summer games uh test concept again 
fest concept again, but have it in a two-week window this time. Last summer was a mess of uh, fear and uncertainty for all. Not only this, but companies were using a certain amount of gamesmanship when it came to their next-gen console plans. I just believe we, we could make. I just believe he could make his concept work this time around. He's shown that he's learned from his Game Awards mistakes in the past, and I'd imagine he learned from last summer's mistakes as well. I believe E3 is dead on all fronts, and I think that the new endeavor will, uh, their new endeavor will fail. Quite honestly, perhaps their concept is a sound one. We shall find out soon enough, I guess. Um, I agree. I um, think we will see him do it again. Uh, I just don't know. It's going to be basically him versus E3 in terms of like. Right. And then again, like we, like we talked about last week, like why would Activision reveal something with Jeff Keighley versus just revealing something themselves? Je- Jeff Keighley last year is actually pretty smart where like. Even if you weren't associated with Summer Games Fest, he just he threw you on his calendar. Yeah, yeah he, he, did, that, and he did a pre-show for it and said, hey, like, oh, well, Bungie's live. Go watch them now. And it's like, or we're going to host them and you can stay in my chat. And it's like. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I agree a two week. I would rather him do it over two weeks than over a whole summer. Uh, we But we talked at length about that uh, last week. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think it'd be interesting. I, I agree that I feel like a lot of companies felt handcuffed last summer. Both, uh, both because of the pan- uh, the pandemic, and because of like not really being able to talk about next gen. Um, and I think that now that next gen's out and it's there, um, I think that the, it'll be pretty cool. Like June, like late June, early July, I think it'll be pretty cool. Um, Hussein writes uh, last week. Michael Swick talked about the PS3 and that there's a PS3 space or logo on the PS5. What are your thoughts on there being a PS3 virtual console hub in the PS5, the same as the NES or and the SNES or the Switch? Um, there is a PS3 hub. It's called PlayStation Now. <laughs> but what do you, so, do you know? Like, I, I got to test it out. Like, when because you technically can add your PS Now games to your library. Mm-hmm. Do they? pop up in that tab because i feel like that tab describes me nuts like that tab's existence okay i don't yeah i don't i don't have ps now i know that like you know a year ago or two years ago they gave you the ability to i they gave you the ability to download the game ps4 yeah as long as you're i thought it was ps3 as well no 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 they it was only ps4 games okay um so there is definitely a couple things going on with that um but in terms of could i you know we've always talked about this could there be so you sign up for nintendo online you get access to the nes and the and the you know like the their virtual like their virtual console games and you could play a bunch of those i don't think you can just buy a super nintendo game on the switch right now not currently no i think it's just it's either in the thing or it's not in the thing and you get access to the the virtual console with your online subscription um but you know could i see something to that extent with like Sony doing something to that extent. Yeah, possibly. But at the same time, that would kind of be like their game pass alternative at this point, uh, which is like PS a, now they would have to just yeah. change PS now yeah. as a concept. So. Uh, I, I, I feel like that PS three folder is like, they were maybe working on an emulator and they couldn't quite figure it out. And they're like, we'll work on it you know, a little bit more. And I still feel like we're going to get some sort of emulator wrapper thing for PS3 on the PS5 eventually. Um, I don't know why that folder is there until, but they didn't remove it, which like, I feel like 
if they weren't planning to use it, they would have just removed it. Like it's there and it will be used eventually, but I don't know in what way it's going to be used because there's no reason for it right now. Like that's right. it. The only thing I can the same, think of. They did the same crap with the the reveal with Cerny's talk where they showed like this box and it like they did yeah, the PS4 or the PS5. Huge gap and, missing. and it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like they had to have been working on it and it just didn't come in time. Uh, because yeah, that image pisses me off too. And then yeah. everything that Cerny was showing were like PS3 And it was games. shaped like a PS3. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's just all of this. And, and people are asking, like, why are they doing it? And I almost wonder, like, is somebody at Sony, like, just saying, hey, let's just mess with these people and we're never going to do this, but let's shape this like a PS3 and let's put the Killzone avatar and the Killzone background of the PS5. And then, the you know, it'd be really funny. Let's just kill the website like two weeks after it comes out. And it's like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> it's like they're seeing, like, <laughs> WandaVision, like, Easter eggs, but they're taking all the wrong, like, reason, you know, like, they're like, oh, people really like Easter eggs. What if we just fucking throw Easter eggs that mean nothing? And it's just like, please don't do that. Like, they, <laughs> Easter eggs have to pay off, typically. It's like the thing that I've seen the most on, like, social media. Like, I don't know if this is just more people getting their hands on the system. And, like, it's great if you're getting your hands on the system. That's cool. But if you think the coolest thing about the PS5 is that the back of the controller has all the PlayStation symbols embedded inside of it, really, like, super small, like, there's, there's, there's cooler stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I saw that, I looked at I'm like, huh. And then I just never thought yeah, about it again. It's like, oh, that's cool. Like, um, all right, uh, that is our show for this week. So please, as we mentioned earlier on the show, at the beginning of the show, like share the show, leave a review, um, tweet about it, Facebook it, you know, share any of the posts that we do on Facebook, like the page, you know, maybe somebody will see it on your on your feed that hasn't seen it before, um, any of that stuff. If you can just like any any way to help us grow is always appreciative. A uh, bunch of links in the show notes, Facebook group, any of that stuff. Um, it, you know, Twitch is there, Twitter's there. You can follow Michael at First MJC One ST. Uh, you can follow myself at Good Dave Hunt. You can follow the main account at Digital Days Pod, and that's the one that we would like for you to maybe retweet a little bit more, or you know, quote tweet. Uh, it, you know, say hey, give the show a listen. Like any of that stuff always helps. Same thing on Facebook. Just sharing anything that we put on the Facebook page, sharing it to your own personal page helps, just to get people uh, more eyes on 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 our page. Um, and then uh, patreoncom Gaming, where we have a couple different tiers in there: dollar tip jar, three dollar Discord, private channel access. Uh, Five dollar gets you the podcast twenty four hours early, and seven dollars gets you. Um, an exclusive episode, exclusive monthly episode. Last month we did a huge deep dive spoiler into Spider-Man, uh, both Miles Morales and the the PS4 slash PS5 game. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff on there as well. So if you sign up for that tier, you get everything going backwards, which is like seven or eight additional episodes right now, as long as everything else going forward. Um, so even if you sign up for it for one month and then bail, like that's cool. You still get the stuff, listen to it, and you can leave. That's okay. I get it. <laughs> yep. Um, and then five bucks gets you the show twenty four hours early if that matters to you. Um, if and then also just following us on Twitch and subscribing to us there if you're able to. All of that helps tremendously. Um, I hope everyone has a great week and keep moving forward. Don't be a dick. See ya. <laughs>